0: Hey, I know it's been a while, but here I again, here I am once again, coming back at you over the internet. I had nothing to write. I'm sorry. Let's get the episode started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Who's Listening With Me, Leon Andrews. Yeah, it's been a while since another episode. Last episode that came out was back in May, and around that time, a lot of things were happening, including my birthday and moving into a new place, which cost a lot of money as well as a lot of my time. And of course, I had to settle into the new place, so I never really got a lot of time to create on making a new episode. And then in June... Decided to just take that time off for myself, and just keep keep settling into the new house and focus on work for a little bit. And I did want to, and then I was also wanting to do a lot more writing. Which in the last week I did so much writing, not on my main story. I actually uh, stepped away from that. uh, I have been stepping away from that for a bit now, and working on a little short story. I may have mentioned it before on this. Podcast, little, little, little horror story, a little diving into, a little diving into horror. Yeah, it, it came recently to me that my fiance, uh, who is writing a book herself with a ghost, partnering up with a ghost writer, is working on a nice little nonfiction book, which I read myself and found it to be pretty good and pretty informative. And meeting the writer after speaking with him a little bit about what i've written in the past was very 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 interested in how i frame things in my and how i imagine these these stories and these characters and was encouraging me to read or sorry encouraging me to write and advised that i go back and read a book that i haven't picked up and since i first bought it i don't remember when but it was Stephen King's memoir and on the craft of writing called "On Writing" with Stephen King, a memoir to the craft. And I first bought this book back when, a little, probably a little bit after I got into game design and development. And it's a really good book if you're a creative type and you just want to see how one person was so passionate that he took the time to write a small little book about the craft that he was very passionate about which was or is the written word. I I recommend picking it up even if you're a painter, if you're a sculptor, game designer, a musician, you should really read this book. It's just fantastic. Very you know for any kind of creative type out there. As I've been reading the book, I in a new unit of time I started picking up things about the craft once again and things started getting a little bit things started getting more invigorated for me and this passion to write again really started to grow and I started writing this story to which I had been having my fiance read and a really good friend of mine who's going to be my best woman at my wedding have been reading the story and they freaking love it uh aside you know aside from your pretty basic grammatical errors or sometimes typos it's a very readable readable but a readable story and they very much like it they were uh, infatuated with how the way i weaved the story and spoke of the characters and and where i placed these characters dynamically with one another as as i read my own story to myself and Always reading it just to see where it should go next. Next, I have come to realize that I myself have challenged myself greatly as a creator, as a as specifically as a writer, and that just happens to be the fact that when I first wrote my the story, my original story back in 2000 was it 2010? No, or 2008 rather 2000, no, I'm sorry, 2009, way long ago, and now I'm rewriting it now, it it really has come to my attention that I love to challenge myself or even just the fact that I do always just put myself through great challenges, not realizing that I may have bitten off more than I could chew without even realizing it until more than halfway through anything that I do. In the examples, when I wrote the story about Christopher Lamont originally, it was a fifty thousand word, you know, story. I've never written anything past a thousand words when it came to writing, and most of the time I wrote was nonfiction reports for for class for school. Never written anything more than a thousand words. I wrote two-page essays. I wrote four-page essays. I re- i think the most I've ever written was an eight-page essay, handwritten. I mean, I wouldn't know what the word count was because I handwritten it. It was a word counter software for handwritten essays. However, it was just something bigger than I've ever done, and I did it, and I accomplished it. And And that's a, that's, that's a fantastic accomplishment. And I go back and I'm writing, I go now that really looking at it now, I write this story and I see the challenge that I put myself once again, this predicament that I always put, that I always seem to put myself in. And that's the fact that I'm telling the story from 10 different perspectives and it's a short story. Right now, I'm at 6,500 words at this with this story, and I'm try, and I'm really trying to put in every person's perspective as much as possible, and at the same time, not inundate the the reader with every little minute or pedantic detail of Sandra or Kyle or Devon or Devon or Sean or Amanda. No, it's just all these characters. I cannot just sit there and right the reader with all these different perspectives. But at the same time, I have to write different perspectives because you need to know what it really builds the story and it really builds the tension that I'm really going for because this is a horror thriller that I'm writing. I have to tell you, if there's anything about me that has been just the most consistent thing about me is that i love horror huge fan of the i'm a huge fan of the genre either written or filmed or even in video games i love horror i like, some of my com- some of my favorite comic books were horror stories or in this case manga one of my favorite horror authors and manga artists is jinji ito great great stuff that this guy puts out I love his imagination I would love to pick his brain one day another one I can't really think of his name off the top of my head but it's another Japanese author a manga artist and he wrote this one called the traveling or the departing Cla- or the departing classroom which was basically about these second third second and third graders that get transported into another dimension and have to fend for themselves against the adults that go crazy freaking good just and it's horrifying and of course if parasite is a really good book and then they turn that into an anime which i've yet to watch when it comes right down to it i love horror i love stephen king's it i love stephen king's the stand great book freaking long though freaking long but i i, I really enjoy the genre of horror it takes a lot it takes a lot it's into the point to the to the degree, the horror to the degree to horrify your reader or your watcher or your, or your player. There's an art form to it. Just such a, just a fantastic art form that I just absolutely, and I'm just absolutely enthralled by it. Just, it just, it just fascinates me to tap into a person's deepest part where it, it taps into that 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 part of their mind, to which scares them, frightens them. It's fat. It's a very. It's always been a fascinating thing to me. I've watched horror movies since I was a kid. I would always hide underneath the blankets. I would always cover my eyes. You know. Obviously, now as an adult, I don't do that much because I'm brave. Because I'm an adult. You know. Come on, get it together, guys. And with that, I've been really loving, you know, I've been really loving writing again. It's been just been great, and I'm excited about this story. I don't know what I'm going to do with it after I'm done. I would love to. I would love to send it out to publications of some kind. Anyone that might be able to pick it up because it would be really cool to have a published story in a magazine or uh, featured on some horror, on some blog or some website that features short fiction in that genre. We'll love to see that happen. I'll, I'll, I'll make it a goal this year to do that. And as well as work on my Christopher Lamont story, I definitely want to get that done. I am thinking that I will have to go back and pick up on a chapter and just read from there without... Without the intention of editing it, maybe making notes here and there, but with the intention of just reading it to get myself caught up because it has been months since I really consistently wrote the story. So there's parts of it and parts of the lore and the myths that which I've created that I don't really can recall immediately to my uh, long term, my short term memory. And writing has just been great. One thing that's really been really been uh uh just pretty key to this create this passion to creation is that i got into playing dungeons and dragons specifically as the dungeon master initially i've tried to play dungeons and dragons before not always dungeons and dragons sometimes it's been pathfinder but tabletop rpgs role-playing games for short I've I played them in the past, and I've never had a consistent group. Something always went somewhere, and I always thought to myself, I'd probably be better off if I DM myself. And I tried DMing one time a long time ago with a game called Gamma, Gamma, Sut- uh, Gamma Sutra. That's the name of a video game website about development. A really good website if you're passionate about video games and video game development. Uh, Gamma Rolled. Uh, using the Dungeons and Dragons rules uh, core rule set as a way to, as a means to get quick and started on playing the game. Recently, I bought a. Oh, and just to finish to wrap up the story, DMing this game went horribly wrong. I think it was just too steep of a level for me to try to DM this game. I, they it, it makes it seem like it's easy, but I think the problem is that when I bought this game, it was using a version of Dungeons and Dragons. That is not, not greatly appreciated. It's a version of D&D that's been known and absolutely lives in infamy to this day. And uh, I started DMing this ad hoc campaign, ad hoc, you know, improvising. I improvised this short adventure for my fiance and my friend. And they have been really liking it. We're not very far. You can, One can say they're still in the beginning chapter of the whole story, and it hasn't really gone long and far. But the story, the way I've written the adventure, and even the, the adventure involved them rescuing my character, which I can no longer play if I'm going to DM now. DMing means dungeon mastering, by the way, or the game master, the one who is the main narrator of of a campaign or a game or adventure. Everyone else is just players. They're actors in a, in, a, in, a, in a theater of the mind, so to speak. I played this game with them, and I ad hoc this adventure together where they had the rescue char- uh, of my character, and it turned out to be really g- great. My fiancé very much enjoyed it, and as did my friend, who is a fairly seasoned uh, Dungeons & Dragons player. He liked it a lot. And then, of course, the how the way the story is continuing, now that we've now involved my roommate to start playing with us, we're seeing where this adventure takes us, and I've been very much enjoying it. To circle what I'm trying to get at is that the game has really touched and really contacted a part of my mind to create on the spot, to just create. Because one of the things about playing tabletop Tabletop role-playing games is that sometimes players will improvise or do something off script that you did not expect them to do, and as the game and dungeon master, it is your job to adapt and improvise to that to that action, to that decision, to 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 the whatever they do. So far, they've been really kind to me. Now circling, now going further back to that first game that I DM for my first time in my life in my late 20s how f- miserable how miserably i failed at it where one player did went way off script you know they the game asked them the game the adventure manual was basically saying they had to go to this one place but they ended up going to a town i didn't think of a town i just threw one together now a couple of the fact that i wasn't sober at the time when i was dungeon mastering it just didn't work out I had a bad time. A pizza where I should have french fry, and when you french fry where you should have pizza, you're not going to have a good time. You're going to have a bad time. However, I've been doing really good so far, just dungeon mastering and giving these guys characters to talk to and how the way these non-player characters are interacting with my player characters, my fiancé and my friend, and now my roommate. So this—it's been really fun, and it's been tapping into just such a creative side that I I created another adventure for them that I am looking to explore. And even now, I have these ideas sizzling in my mind that are that are just sizzling in my mind, ready to be put out there. That I really want to create this world for them, and hopefully, this is something that is has a hobby. Doesn't take away from me in any way where it takes it, it eats up the time where I want to accomplish my writing goals because I have a lot of writing goals this year that I, I that I really want to ch- just achieve, and and that's something I need to focus on. But doing this has been really fun, and you have to allow yourself to have some fun, and this has been really fun for me. We're trying to see even now who else we can get involved in our little campaign and what we can put together for everybody and whatnot so you you know we'll see so guys oh yeah you know that's the other thing that um has been really fun because I don't have all the essential core rule books for Dungeons and Dragons I actually just rediscovered that I have a library card and (laughs) for my county and I went out and checked out the Dungeons and dragons core rule books without having to spend a dime i love it you know when i get to a point where i can justify having to purchase because i'm consistently playing dungeons and dragons i'll go out and buy all the core rule books because all together you're looking at 70 maybe 90 dollars for three books to to make a game that's a lot of money that's an investment guys and I'm not just ready to commit to that. So thankfully, I found my library card, but I already checked out the books. They only really needed my photo ID to get my books checked out, so that was great. (laughs) I love it. I encourage you guys, if you, uh, in your county, if you know of any public libraries, I encourage you to go out, get a library card, because you just never know when you're going to need to go to the library and check out a book that you might be really interested in but don't really feel like purchasing it's kind of nice really it's, it's a kind of a nice thing so achieve your goals set out your goals set out your targets have fun in create on your life create as as you as i create now and just have fun guys who's listening you did thanks